Today's episode of RPG Pop Club is brought to you by the generous support of our producer, Just a Guy. Thank you for your support. Dear listeners, if you too are enjoying RPG Pop Club, please consider supporting us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rpgpopclub. And now, on with the show. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. Yeah! Hi, I'm Philip Sokoloff. And I'm Sarah Nicole Carter. And this is RPG Pop Club. Each week we play a Star Trek tabletop RPG adventure and then we review it. Today we're playing Witness for the Defense. That's right, Sarah Nicole. Are you excited to talk about Witness for the Defense? I am, because it's a murder mystery. I know, that's kind of your thing. It's kind of my thing. Well, last week we had a roundtable discussion with some of the guys in the group. So today we're going to bring on the ladies. Woo! We have uh, April Sokolova and Ava Skolton. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Happy to be here. Yay, ladies night. (laughs) uh, Connection with murder mysteries, Sherlock Holmes and the like. Ooh, what a fun discussion. Yeah. Do Um, you start off? Start off, Sarah Nicole. Okay. Um, I read every Sherlock Holmes everything from when I was very young. And then Data would be Sherlock Holmes on The Next Generation. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then I started reading all the other authors who wrote in the Sherlock Holmes universe because nerd, right? So basically, I have just as hardcore an obsession with Sherlock Holmes as I do with Star Trek. And I don't share that with many people. So podcast listeners, this is... you. You say nerd, but our listeners all say geek goddess. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, I dropped my phone. But I love murder mysteries. I also love Agatha Christie, like old school Agatha Christie. I think she's freaking awesome. And if you haven't read every single short story and novel she's written, you need to go do it right now because she is a master. All right. You guys take it from here and I will go do that. (laughs) (laughs) do you guys do you guys remember when we did the the murder mystery with dave that he wrote the one he wrote on the airship yes that's right we went to dave's house and we all had names and costumes and we all had like our part in the murder mystery yeah i'm sure many of our listeners have done this which is basically like my best night ever like the best thing i can imagine doing it was really fun. It was, it was really great. fun. It was the same group of people. And Dave did it by himself, and uh, it was just right for our group. It wasn't too convoluted, but uh, yeah, it was just enough. Yeah, it was really fun. You need picks from that. It's 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 kind of like uh, the module we're talking about today. Have anything to chime in there? Yeah. Well, I um, I loved the board game Clue growing up. I usually won oh, that. Yeah. Uh, I love the little envelope that comes with it. The best. <laughs> All the sealed cards. Um, yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. Murder Mysteries. Always a good time. Fantastic. Apes. Apes, you like Murder Mysteries? I do. You know, I didn't get start um, really learning about Sherlock until I was in my 
early 30s, I think, is when I first started <gasps> actually reading it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, and then, of course, watching Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock, you oh know, I mean, I just love it. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, engineer Eric, but woo! because i'm sitting next to my husband so he doesn't know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i mean i i love murder mystery parties i've hosted a couple of them um and been to a couple of them and i love them um yeah and so the and this is a really fun episode um i i really i really did enjoy this um this particular Episode of Star Trek. This modules oh. with the word I was looking for. Yes, module. Well, we did watch an episode. Yeah, I know, but I meant module. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Talk about the episode just briefly. I think it's pretty well known. Yeah. Devil in the Dark with the Horda and the Mind Meld, and it's just a, a planet full of caves, and they are all being killed by the monster. And yeah, I think everyone knows about it, but it's pretty much directly related to this episode. So shall we? Let's launch into our recap. All right. Um, the the so, name of the module is "Witness for the Defense." We're still in 1983, the year that the FASA RPG came out, and this is by Guy McLemore, who also wrote "Ghost of Conscience" and and now a few of the others that we've done. I think and, he's uh, my favorite so far. It's and he shows like- off a little versatility here because this is very different from everything that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. I like Let's it. listen to the captain's log. Commander's log, stardate 7250.3. The USS Cody has received an emergency request from the mining colony on Janus 6. We are to conduct an investigation and I am to conduct a hearing on a felony charge of utmost seriousness. Cody is already in the region, having dropped off to Prue on Janus 6 some days prior for a special assignment of her own. Exactly. Now let's let's meet our landing party. Real name, Dave. I play Lieutenant Colin McDonald of Clan Ronald. I am acting commander. Hi, I'm Ava, and I play Ensign Ingrid Jensen. She is a half-Romulan Scandinavian science officer aboard the USS Cody. So, my name is Dree. I'm a Lieutenant Igor Petrenko from Ukraine. This is, uh, my name is John. I am Cadet Alejandro Roca Solano. I'm from Spain. I'm in the engineer department. Uh, I am Ensign Valentin Laurent. I am Ensign De Los Santos. So my name is uh, Trist. I'm a doctor. Um, I'm Argelian. So I'm a Vulcan. My name is Tapru. Okay, you want to take it from here, Sarah Nicole, with the into the, just jump right into the recap. Sure. This adventure happened after Captain Kirk and the crew of the USS Enterprise brokered peace between Federation ore miners and the silicone-based alien Horda on the planet. Um, I never can say this planet right, Philip. Janus 6. Janus 6. Mm-hmm. Before this adventure takes place, the ancient Mother Horda has been protecting her thousand-year-old brood and guiding them in assisting the Federation miners. So the crew beamed down to the mining facility on Janus 6 
And now to Prue, as it has been mentioned, to Prue is already there on the planet on a supposedly unrelated mission. The, so the to Prue thing is is completely unrelated. Don't that's why. Like that. That's why you guys happen to be in this the region. because you've dropped her off for a temporary assignment there. Right. So as the crew are going to be investigated and trying a crime, Petrenko makes sure to bring his trusty laser rifle. Uh, Captain, if there's going to be an execution, can I do that with my laser rifle, please? <laughs> we, uh, we'll see. Petrenko just, just doesn't get it. it the, the Starfleet uh, procedures are not really his wheelhouse. Have you named it yet? Did he give it a name? No. So. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. I know it's wrong, but it feels so right. <laughs> Silly. Uh, so the party is greeted by Chief Engineer Vandenberg and his assistant, Ed Apple. They let the crew of the Cody know what the situation is so far. One of the miners has died, an old timer by the name of Louis Handy. At first, it looked like an accident with one of the mining machines, but a cursory examination of the evidence led to the conclusion that someone had murdered Handy and tried to make it look like an accident. So the miners immediately suspected Jack Katz, one of Handy's partners. They arrested him and kept him confined to his quarters. No one expected an escape attempt because he hadn't offered any resistance up to that point. And there was only one way in and out of the subterranean mining complex. However, Katz escaped from the main building that night. The miners put together a search party, and they found him soon after, but they also found something else. The adult Horda was dead. She was found in the old tunnels next to one of the mining machines used to melt and process rock. The phaser heaters were apparently turned turned on the Horda. She never had a chance against fire like that. The crew decided to split into three teams. The crew of the Cody. The prosecution, the, depend, the, the, the defense, and the impartial judge. You want to do that sentence again? Because you yep. said depends. <laughs> like being in diapers. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> Sorry. The crew decided to split into three teams. One team for the prosecution, one for the defense, and one to serve as the impartial judges. Commander McDonald, Dr. Triss, and Ensign Rocco Solano made up the neutral judge team. Lieutenant Petrenko led the defense, along with Lieutenant Laurent. Yeoman Jensen led the prosecution with Lieutenant De Los Santos. The prosecution decided to meet all the appropriate witnesses of the case and get a general lay of the land. As they speak with some of the random miners, they get the impression that everyone liked Jack Katz, but they're so upset that the mother hoarder has been killed, they can't wait to see Katz punished. The victim, Louis Handy, was kind of hard to get along with, but didn't deserve to die. Moving along, the team took a little side trip. Where should we go next? Um, Shower room? Should we go in the shower room? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. The locker room? You have to go through the locker room. I definitely need a shower. Are you guys at... um, All these sweaty miners. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Um, (laughs) They notice... uh, Tris and, and, and Jensen and, uh, or he, uh, Apple notices them and he's like, uh, you know, this is an all male locker room. I don't think uh, we should go in at this time. Probably not. I don't think they'd mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'll go check out the doctor's office. We're going to maintain rocks and shoals. Yeah, for for their safety, my love, so you don't have to kill anyone. Let's stay out of there. (laughs) There are actually uh, two sets of locker rooms and showers. Yeah. Those are both all all men. All men, yeah. Yeah. Poor men. I know. I'm sure they find ways to cope. After that dead end, the team visited the geology lab and met Dr. Klaus Wagner, the chief geologist. Well, he calls himself chief geologist because he's the only geologist employed full-time at the station. He goes, oh, nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm German. Um, (laughs) Yeah, very German. Oh, my God. Is this Star Star Trek? (laughs) It's like it's like let's uh, let's opera singers say the five German words we know. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. We've done it. We did two years of German ten yeah. years ago. Maybe four. <laughs> Everything we know is poetic and old. <laughs> and his name is even Dr. Wagner, so there you go. I know. How Papa. how did you not? Although I did enjoy your accent. Hilarious. Oh, thank you. Uh, so dr wagner shared with the team that he had found crystals resistant to the corrosive acids secreted by the horda he believed that a major deposit of the crystals was somewhere close that hadn't been discovered yet they then visited the sick bay well um the uh, the star trek music for beautiful ladies plays the um, it's a beautiful lady, even though she's called a doctor. She's she's wow. actually a woman. Yeah. Her career as soon as she meets a man. What's her name? Her name is Dr. Levin. Levin. Do I yeah. know her? Um, you do know. No, I don't think you've ever met her, but um, okay. I want to know her. She takes an instant liking to you. <laughs> Hey, you're busy talking to uh, what's his name? I thought there were no there were no women on here. Where does she shower? Yeah, believe me, I I think these uh, I've I've been complaining a lot about how they don't take any female miners, and it's just been an all male club. I really think they need to uh, expand their uh, take a look at their biases and. You know, I, I think I think it's it's probably unconscious, but I know there's a, a long waiting list, and they um, it's very exclusive. And um, uh, you can call me Laurel, by the way. Oh, but thank only you, Laurel. Only you. Only me. Because <laughs> you're, well, you're a, my fellow doctor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Before we move on with this recap, well, first of all, very good. Second, we never got the answer. Where do the ladies actually shower? Like this is, this is the real this mystery of this module, yeah. right? Well, she's the only lady on this on the base. So she doesn't shower. Does she have her own shower? She sponges herself off sexily. I don't know. <laughs> not got a french bath for a hundred years oh my goodness 
So many no. opinions. Don't they have like they can use transporter technology to beam all the dirt off of you? <laughs> they can like what? beam now you. That stretches in. <laughs> See, I was wondering about all the possible applications of transporter technology. When people are like, okay, there's a hollow deck, but how can the hollow deck actually affect things? I'm like, well, because they can just like create things with the transporter, right? Little tangent there. I'm pretty sure they can like transport her into the system and then transport her out like without the dirt molecules. You guys, she snuck into the man the male showers when nobody else was in there. Maybe they give her like an hour of like time where none of the million men there can go. But didn't we say there was a third shower somewhere else too? Okay. There might be maybe she has a private shower just for her. There, there's like a medical wing, right? So isn't there like always yeah. like a shower for people Emergency like in the hospital shower. room? Oh, she, yeah. yeah, maybe she's the hospital shower. Like she washes herself shower. in the eye wash station. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think she, probably there is a time where she goes in the showers and someone keeps watch. As a guy having to like change diapers and like there's only like a, a diaper change thing in some of the women's rooms. There's been times where I've gone in, in the women's room and changed a diaper and had like an employee just keep watch outside the bathroom. This <laughs> is uh, I've still forced him to change the kids' diapers when even when, when it was only in the women's only. No, you're <laughs> like, they're fine. <laughs> That's like a big problem. I'm trying to fit it, yeah. you know, make make this uh this episode topical because it is a ladies' podcast. <laughs> I can't make that sound like really express my feelings about that. <laughs> oh, speaking of you're talking about being on the rag and stuff, or like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is devolving quite rapidly. As Spock would say, this has become very inelegant. Um, after some flirting between Doctor Triss and Doctor, did we say Levin? Is how we're Levine. Saying? Levine. Yeah. I, I said Levin, but I was. We all agreed it was Levine. Levine. You were you were okay. wrong. So after some Sorry. flirting between Doctor Triss and Doctor Levine, which I fully support and love because romance, they learned that the body of the dead Horda was still in the tunnel where it was found. Bum, bum, bum. That's right. Ed Apple led the team to the engineering level. The tour continues. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a. There's a lot of machinery down here, but let me show you something we're really proud of. It's it's the pool. Definitely the pool and the sun deck. Um, you guys go over to the sun deck, and and um, there's a bunch of miners swimming and stuff. Uh, you, there's a, a young miner on the diving board. He, he smiles and waves at you guys as you enter, and he makes a perfect, precise dive. Um, everyone applauds because it was just such a, a, an incredible dive. Are they, all, are they all laughing gaily and, and, and having fun? Yeah. They're all super fit, you know, and they're wearing like tight shorts and um, maybe speedos. I don't know, whatever you guys want to imagine. So, um, craggy faces. <laughs> they all have craggy pock faces because they're not uh, leads. Only you guys have the uh, the perfect skin, the baby faces. Yeah. So the landing party was introduced to Randy Conway, who was the miner who waved happily at the crew and executed the perfect dive. Almost too perfect. He was, he was part of the three-person par partnership that included himself, Jack Katz, and Louis Handy. 
He felt that the victim, Louis Handy, was a hard man to understand, with a lot of problems, but felt they had a good rapport. He also thought the suspect, Katz, was a good guy. Conway said that Jack and Louis did not get along, were always going at it, but he never thought it would end up in murder. Conway wanted to see Jack Katz brought to justice. That guy's a murderer. <laughs> no, I no, agree. That guy, that guy did it. Um, so he called it right there. <laughs> well, we'll that was me attempting to call it. We'll see what happens. Uh, we should also state that at one point we will spoil this whole module for our listeners. So, spoiler alerts incoming. I mean, the whole yeah. review process is a spoiler alert, but. If you're like, I don't want to know who did it. I want to play it. Maybe stop. I thought about that too. Like this is this is a, a podcast for game masters, right? Or just people who will never play? I don't know. We spoil everything, but it seemed it seemed to really like hit me with this one. Like if you're listening, you're gonna it's gonna be all given away. Well, yeah. proceed at your own risk. It may proceed or may not be Conway. It's a, a good thing for everybody. <laughs> but let the record show that I called it at that time. <laughs> The Noted. team kept talking with Conway, and he said that Louis thought some of the mined-out tunnels might still have enough ore to be worth reopening, and sent Conway out on a wild goose chase in old empty tunnels. As a result, Conway was now a first-class tunnel car driver. Conway thought that Handy may have been out in the old tunnels on another wild goose chase when he was murdered. He also didn't see how the dead Horda could be connected to Handy's murder, since the Horda was killed a couple days after Handy's death. Perhaps Katz was panicked and killed the Horda accidentally? Saying goodbye to Conway, the landing party was led to the mess hall. They met a man drinking coffee named Ralph Antara. Listen, you guys have got to help me clear my friend, Jack Katz. He's innocent. Why do you think so? He's uh, he's my friend. Uh, it's just it's just not like him. I, I just uh, there's no there's no real evidence that he did it. That was another amazing character voice, Philip. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. At this, you're welcome. At this point in the adventure, the game master took the defense team of Petrenko and Laurent into a breakout room for their interview with the suspect, Jack Katz, which was actually super fun and cool, and I really liked that. Yeah, like we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, but let's let's power through this recap. So according yeah. to Jack, he was the rookie member of the three-man team. Normally, new men are trained by their new partners in the use of the equipment. Conway was willing to give friendly advice. However, Handy took an immediate Handy took an immediately immediate dislike to Cats. Uh, Handy was belligerent and would often refuse to help Cats train. The trouble with Handy came to a head the night before the murder. They argued in the mess hall in front of a lot of miners, and they ended up getting into a fist fight. Conway and some others had split them up. Conway took Katz aside to help him cool off and said he would also talk to Handy to try and improve the situation. The next morning, Katz received a message on his computer terminal from Handy, inviting Katz to meet him in the Southwest Tunnels to train. Apparently, whatever Conway said to him worked, and Katz set off right away. When he got there, he found a sizzlebug machine running, but not moving, and the phaser units were locked on and operating. Katz jumped into the machine and turned it off. He then discovered Handy's blackened body in front of the beams. 
Panicked, he jumped in his tunnel runner and headed back to the main complex. Being new, he got lost in the tunnels and didn't make it back until Handy's body had been discovered by the others. Katz was detained and restricted to quarters. Katz figured he was going to be railroaded by circumstantial evidence, so he snuck out of the building to head back to the scene of the crime to look for his own evidence. In the meantime, the miners had formed a search party. They found the body of the dead Horda, then they found Katz and accused him of killing both Handy and the Horda. After the interview with Katz, the teams all met back up in the mess hall. Dr. Levine entered, no longer on duty, wearing a traditionally revealing Star Trek outfit. Despite her earlier flirtation with Dr. Triss, Dr. Levine seemed to take a liking to Lieutenant Laurent. All right, ah, Dr. Levine oui, oui. screams, <laughs> says, not again, and punches Laurent in the face. <laughs> you, guys have a, you guys have a history of this happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. <laughs> what can I say? My French magnetism. Dr. Triss, what an upcoming display of emotion. <laughs> luckily, so, luckily, I have this uh, bottle of wine. I pull it out of my backpack. And, <laughs> uh, luckily, she has a baguette and a thing of cheese. Parlez-vous fromage? Voulez-vous fromage? Sorry, I'm a little rusty. I whispered to Dr. Tris, don't forget you have Subway sandwich coupons. <laughs> <laughs> she, Laurent, she caresses your, your chin and she says, I am sorry, mon ami. I must have this meeting with uh, Dr. Tris. Hurry back. <sighs> I hope, I really hope our audience likes our Sticking around. <laughs> and I hope that, that if they play this module, they have similar experiences. It's role play, baby. I really like that we just had a chance to show off our two years of French from college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we get to get to Italian at all in this adventure? Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Triple threat. <laughs> That's us. Um, dear yeah, let's get back. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, well I should... I, I should to tell everybody we all were in college for opera and that's why we know a little bit of a bunch of weird random stuff yay yep yep that's our backstory we're sticking yes. to it but but should we <laughs> Today, should we talk is. more about cat and the, yes the, i'm fine levine fine. And the, uh, yes no no i'm sorry go ahead Dr. Levine confides to Dr. Triss that while she did examine the dead Horda, she doesn't feel qualified in silicone life biology. She asks Dr. Triss to accompany her to the Horda to provide a second opinion. The two women jumped into a tunnel runner for a romantic getaway to examine an alien corpse. Yay, first date. <laughs> Very fun. Mm. Dr. Triss uses her empathic abilities to determine that Levine was genuine and did not have an ulterior motive, but she also sensed something more, and Dr. Triss was not happy. And you also you could catch glimpses of Laurent's face Thank going you. through her mind as well. <laughs> but, I but also crap about Laurent and what, what a pig he is and how he, he takes <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, gets what he wants from them and leaves them. and Yeah. Upon reaching the dead Horda, the doctors performed their examination of the Horda. 
Dr. Triss had watched the mission video of Dr. McCoy healing the Mother Horda and made a startling discovery. The concrete patch that McCoy used to treat the doctor's wound is not there. Dr. Triss tells Dr. Laurel, Dr. Laurel Levine of her discovery. Laurel, um, it seems that the patch that McCoy put into this um, Horda is, is not here. Huh, what, what does it mean? I'm, this could potentially be a different Horda. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> oh my. Meanwhile, Dr. Commander McDonald has beamed back to the Cody and meets up with T'Pru, who's bringing him up to speed on her other mission. T'Pru has sent a subspace communication to the Federation Diplomatic Corps, recommending that they revoke the charter on Janus. So I made this recommendation because of logical examination of the facts surrounding the murder. So with no adult Horda, there's no Horda to teach the young Horda how to behave and interact safely with the miners in the mining colony. So the only way the Federation could avoid causing the, extin uh, the extinction of the Horda race was to remove the mining colony and allow the young Horda to run free until they grow up, which could take many years. Tapru expected a reply from the Federation within four days, with orders to shut down the colony. It was now imperative that the murder investigation be, be concluded before then, or the evidence would be lost during the decommissioning of the colony. The crew all exchanged notes and set about looking for evidence. It was revealed that Handy had a gambling problem. He had made enough money to retire long ago, but lost it all gambling. He owed money to many people on the station and was nasty about it. Then Conway joined his crew and befriended Handy. Suddenly one day, Handy was all smiles and paid everybody back. Handy eventually went back to being surly. By that time, Jack Katz arrived and joined his crew. They also learned that Conway's uncle was part of a rival mining company and purchased Conway's share for him in the mining operation on Janus. The crew of the Cody were convinced that the Mother Horda was somewhere in the tunnels, alive or dead, being hidden by whoever planted the fake dead Horda. They split up into teams, pairing with various miners driving the fast tunnel runners and searched sections of the tunnels, keeping in close communication. Laurent and De Los Santos were paired with Conway, and when they searched one of the tunnels, they discovered a big boulder covering up a tunnel, which seemed to be just big enough to accommodate a tunnel runner. Hey, Conway, did you see that the, there actually appears to be a hidden passage in there? Holy shit, you're right. That's amazing. Um, oh. Can you lead our team into there? Can we take a look at that? Um, Laurent, can you uh, use the communicator? I call to the and let you guys yeah. know. Um, we we uh, called uh, you, Commander. Don't worry. We called you. Okay. Yeah. appears to be a passage blocked by a boulder. Uh, we're going to go ahead and check that out. Uh, where, where is that? Uh, that's in a tunnel just beyond where we found the uh, dead Horda. Okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll head out there with my team as well. And, hey, and hey Conway, can you, uh, can you lead us down this passageway, man? Let's take a look since you're the team leader. Laurent communicated to everyone, and Tapru also made her way to the site. In case they found the Mother Horda alive, she could use her Vulcan telepathy to communicate with the creature. As they waited for the rest of the crew to arrive, Conway tried to get away in his tunnel runner. De Los Santos was there to stop him, however, and they blocked the way out by using the other tunnel runners as barricades. 
They moved the blocking boulder using chains and winches. A shield generator was projecting an energy shield. They disabled the generator and discovered a tunnel with a huge vein of the acid-resistant crystal crystals. They continued down the tunnel. When you guys come over this other vein, you find a cache of Horda eggs on the other end. Oh my goodness. Oh no. Oh, thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of them. And then a large shape approaches you guys. It's a Horda. Yay. Is it the original Horda that was patched up by McCoy and Spock? Um, Aaron, you're looking for that patch? Then yes, it definitely is. Yes. She, she moves threateningly towards Conway. I knew it. Going towards Conway. What do you guys do? Well, I tackle Conway to the ground, and maybe Tapru should uh, you know, talk to it. They immediately took Conway into custody. Ah, keep me away from that thing, that ugly thing. Oh, my God. Protect me. Tapru performed a mind meld with the Horda to try to make sense of the situation. All right, the Horda uh, conveys to you um, that she did witness Conway killing Handy. Knew it. God, Sarah Nicole, you called it. She's so smart. Heck yeah, I called it. Pew, 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 pew. Murder <laughs> mystery winner. You win. Yeah. So the Horda actually acted as a witness for the defense, so no trial was needed. Jack Katz was set free, and Conway was imprisoned for murder. After searching Conway's personal effects, the crew discovered that he was indeed a spy and saboteur for a rival mining consortium. Their plan was to imprison the Horda and get the mining colony shut down. Handy discovered the plot, so Conway had to get rid of him. It turned out that the crystals were even more profitable than the ores being mined, so Katz and the other miners became rich. At Tapru's recommendation, the Federation established a permanent research station to find and protect other hidden Horda egg caches. Before departing the planet, the Mother Horda had parting words for the crew, speaking through Tapru. And I also want to tell you that the Horda wishes to thank all her friends from the Cody for reuniting her with her children. And she yeah. hopes that someday when they're grown to adulthood, uh, that some might be allowed to journey into space to find other planets to tunnel and explore alongside their Vulcan and human friends. Oh, hooray. Can you have uh, Horda Starfleet officers? Toast. Definitely. That's awesome. So, April, we want you to uh, provide a coda to the story because how did it turn out with you and Dr. Levine? Well, you know, um, I don't know if you noticed, but Dr. Triss wasn't there at the end of uh, of the episode because I kind of um, got caught up um, trying to figure out the uh, the shower situation with Dr. Levine. <laughs> <laughs> she can't well, that answer. That was the, the real mystery. Like <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Two mysteries in one. Two mystery. Well, three. <laughs> Where did the lady shower? Oh. So, what do you guys think? Do we have someone we can put on trial? Uh, as everybody knows, we usually do a humanity on trial segment. But I don't. I don't know that. I don't know. Maybe me for spoiling it. For calling it there too you. soon. <laughs> maybe did make the whole rest of the thing a bit of a downer, but. What? I don't know. 
Well, no, well I, I have to say, I have to say, I, I kind of thought that the, um, the guy's character was just so nice and so friendly, and everybody loved him. And it, it, it just automatically made him seem obvious. I mean, I had was, like the opposite effect on me because. From the beginning, I suspected him. I was like, oh, he's like in the middle of it. It's got to be him. But he was so nice. It was like, well, maybe not. If he's really nice, he wouldn't do it. Yeah, he's nice, you guys. So, See, no, that's just, that's a classic ploy, though, you know? I just, I felt like, I was like, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's being way too nice and friendly and everybody loves, that, that kind of person, as a general rule, is often taken as okay they can't be genuine you know his his entrance was too cinematic for him to not be to not be i was interested to see how that would play out because the way it 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 sort of seemed like he was just some other guy like there's a lot of guys there and like hey there's a guy on the the diving board um yeah i mean so i guess we all kind of agree that that was he was the most obvious person that could have been and it was just a matter of figuring it out. It's kind of hard to relay in the recap because there's so many twists and turns. Like, how did uh, Jack Handy get lured out there, and why, and and all that sort of stuff. And also trying to nail if you even if you know it's Conway, you have to nail him by having a witness and and a motive and all that other stuff. Yeah, I will say it took me a little too. I felt very stupid because it took a little too long for me to figure out why the geologist geologist was talking about the the rocks that the horda couldn't burn through yeah. it took me a little too long to figure that out and then when i did figure out i think i texted april like, yeah. <laughs> i was like what it could be this <laughs> i like to test my ideas with apes first <laughs> i i enjoy it quite a lot actually so it's a very different experience from my end having to run it than it is from your end having to play it. So for me, it's, I have to memorize basically all of it and sort of figure out who knows what and kind of figure out a way to present it all to you. So it's a little overwhelming. And then from your end, you also have to put it together. So um, there's, there's a lot of brain work. It's a little bit like the triples one in that, like you're just going around talking to people, but it's also very different because there's actually work to be done. There's actually something to figure out. There's no combat. So that's, that's also new. So it's just a lot of like talking to people and and putting things together. And then a nice cinematic ending with like everyone driving out to the tunnel and like the guy making a break for it and trying to like beat him down. And then you see the Horda and the mind meld and all that stuff. I thought it was, a, it was it was a very stark episode. There's a it's uh, very memorable. I didn't find it stark. I don't know. I thought it I thought it was interesting. I thought there were so many people to talk to and so many places to go and things to do. I don't think stark is a word I would use to describe my yeah. experience with it at all. I thought I thought it was very robust from a player perspective, and I thought there were a lot of fun details and I I liked also that you. For for my character, you gave me an, an NPC's job because there is a Vulcan NPC in this game. Yeah, and you chose to give that job to me, so you gave me some prep before, which I really liked. 
and it added to my role-playing experience and I liked having something to say and do that was mm-hmm. written down in part of the module. So I thought that was really great choice you made. Um, I, I had a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. I, I didn't know because there were a lot of NPCs. I kind of wonder if I'd kept them as NPCs, if that would have heightened the mystery a little bit. I wonder if people would have thought that the Vulcan might've had something to do with it, mm. but I didn't really think so. And I really thought, the way it was written in the module, it's written for you to be the Enterprise crew, as, as many of these early modules are. And and it still says, like, it's still, so it's assuming that Spock's there, but it still brings out this other Vulcan character to do all the Spock things, to do the mind melds with the Horda. And and that to me, was, and, and to like, and it'll say, and he'll tell you all the logical reasons uh, of things. And and I, I was kind of like, well, that just doesn't really make sense. It really seems like the Vulcan PC should get to do all that stuff. And then it takes a burden off of me to basically deputize you to to prep that section of it and, and play that character. So, yeah, I thought that worked out well. I also took out a um, a uh, prosecutor character. Doesn't really do much. And we basically made Ava the prosecutor and then some of the other crew I thought that worked out well too to to split up into teams with different objectives, kind of, and kind of report back to McDonald. Ava, yeah. how did that work for you? Well, for me, I I enjoyed when I was playing. However, I feel like I played the whole game differently because <laughs> I was anticipating the trial the whole game, so I was mm-hmm. like prepping to be the prosecutor for this trial instead of trying to figure out the mystery. Like, in a way I was, but I was like, okay, well, we keep going in circles. We keep asking the same people the same questions. We can do that on trial. And so you're so kind of gearing up different. for a climax, which never happened. Yeah. So I think if I wasn't anticipating that as much, I would have played very differently. But it might have been fun. It might have been cool to, you know, the scenes where people were reporting back to McDonald to have little court courtroom scenes, sort of procedure, yeah. like, you know, like um, the court is now convened and then like everyone makes their reports and then like, you know, sir, I, I suggest a recess, you know, and then everyone goes on recess and does a little bit more investigating, kind of like they do in some of the episodes. I think it might that have slowed been- down the game a bit. I think that would have been so fun, especially if you had continued pulling people away and not telling them things. Yeah. Like not having the group hear everything. I thought that was so fun. And I know that's tedious for everybody else. And like the mechanics of it when we're all remote was hard, but it was well, very fun to not hear everything. Yeah. And I, I liked the, the breakout session when I wasn't in the main party was happening. Cause then, I had a chance to get all my ideas out there, what I thought was happening, and bounce off other people that didn't know what was going on. And I thought that was a good use of that time. However, I don't know how many of those would be too many. Um, well, it seems like we maybe should have tried that more, that that might have been a good idea. I think that the downside, sometimes um, we did the breakout session and then people came back and then just dumped everything that they had been told in the breakout session. And so I thought maybe... If I'd been more stern in saying, listen, uh, just when you um, report this, just report like little bits and then keep the rest to yourself. And and then it might be cool to have dramatic moments where you then remember stuff, you know, as it becomes relevant later that you can then provide rather than just like, you know, 
having the breakout session and then them coming out and regurgitating everything. Right. Apes, what do you think? Um, I wasn't a part of any breakout sessions, so. Well, we only um, did one, so. Yeah. yeah. But like, how do you? How did you feel that worked? Just in general gameplay, would you like to do the courtroom scene? Um, I, I kind of knew we weren't going to need it. I mean, I think the only way we would have needed it is if we hadn't found the horda you know hadn't 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 found the the mother hoarder that was actually alive um in time you know i mean which which was a possibility um but i kind of felt like going through the through the game like i don't know i it didn't seem like it was ever going to be necessary to me the whole point was to figure out what actually happened so i don't know i guess it just depends on your perspective of the game that's why we we want to know your perspective, baby. Yeah. Well, that was my perspective. I didn't think we needed the courtroom scene. Yeah. I just meant basically doing what we did, but like adding some courtroom drama, um, throughout. Yeah. Like, no, as I mean, if there that, were a court convened. That totally could have been could have been cool. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, Star Trek has quite a few episodes where they have those sort of scenes interspersed. Um, you know. Uh, throughout the episode, um, but yeah, that, I do. Uh, there's that one where they go to your your planet, right? Your home, your home yeah. world. That's like yeah. the the courtroom one that I can think of. You know, yeah. Well, what, what's that episode name? The one where they go to Argelius, and it's the Jack the Ripper episode. Wolf in the Fold. There it is. Yeah. yeah there's also a uh, court uh, court martial. Where Kirk is accused of killing a guy. Oh yeah, it's yeah. And there's also the menagerie where Spock's on trial for hijacking hijacking yep. Captain Pike. The cage. Yeah, episode. yeah. I was yeah. I was thinking of that one, um, specifically as well. So, so yeah, I mean, that. and it's and it, and it's interesting, but I think in the in this role playing scenario, it's kind of it is kind of tricky to do when we're all sitting there if we can't really do those breakouts and all that. If we were all in person, it would be more like a murder mystery party, especially with the assigned yeah. rules. Like I gave Sarah Nicole, could have done a little bit more of that. And then the breakout sessions would have been natural. People could talk to each other in little groups or whatever, yeah, you know, that's true. Um, and, and chill out. The session, the, I did do a breakout scene with you and in the other doctor where you went out and examined the Horda. Oh, that yeah. left everyone on the session, but it could have been cool for you to just report that back. And no one have been privy to that before. Yeah. Hey, I found out this. I found out that. Well, anyway, these are all nitpicks. Basically, um, <laughs> what do you... Uh, I, I I have a couple more comments about this. I love how they, they mapped out the whole planet, or at least the mines and the, the central station and stuff. So this is like a, an episode that they took and then mapped out all the area. And then put in a new adventure there. I thought that worked out real great. I thought that was cool to like go there and kind of live it a little bit. Yeah. It felt I, like I, it was a really cool expansion of the episode. The idea of there being other Horda colonies on there seemed to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I looked at the, the end of our session. We all split up and to take different portions of the map to go around looking for that secret yeah. area where the, the real Horda was. I thought that was a lot of fun. 
I do think it's cool when you've seen a place in the episode, so you have an idea of what it feels like and looks like, and then they map it out more, because mm-hmm. when you watch the episode before, then you really feel like you know what you're getting into. You know, it's that good anchoring again. Mm-hmm. I just want to say one thing back. I know that I'm going backwards, but sure. it really did feel like a murder mystery party because you gave me homework before, <laughs> and I loved that. That was Great. so much fun, and I would encourage somebody who is DMing this or GMing this in the future to consider doing that with other NPC roles if possible, because I, I personally had a lot of fun sitting on that information. That makes sense. Yeah. I do love when you, when you give people stuff before the game and that kind of stuff, I, I I think it adds a lot for those players um, in the game. I'll start doing that more then. And if it takes the burden away from you, during gameplay like if it leaves you free to focus on other things that's just a benefit to us as well right yeah yeah i'll have i'll have dave look at blueprints i'll i'll give tris the the medical information and and so on yeah yeah that's a cool thing i like it great so All right. wait, no no humanity on trial we're, we're freeing me for spoiling the whole thing early in the game <laughs> yeah I, I think just, you're guilty. Just take away her well, subway coupon. Nicole, what was re- seriously your thought process? You thought you you were pretty sure that it, that he was guilty, weren't you? Yeah. So maybe you should have kept your mouth shut. I'm just saying. I know I didn't. Well, I didn't. I didn't know. I was just player. That's true. I'm just That's playing true. and enjoying myself. Just enjoying the gameplay, Philip. Well, so maybe. <laughs> So maybe that's another thing that has to be changed is maybe maybe make it not quite so obvious. Don't enjoy the gameplay, Sarah. Is that no, no, <laughs> oh, no? You okay. pointed out uh, you you revealed for our audience a fatal flaw of this of this adventure. Everyone knows the guy that has been um, arrested is innocent, right? Did anybody ever have a doubt in their mind that he had done it? I guess it kind of no was discussed at times, but no, yeah, no. I mean. I think some of our party might have been convinced that he was that he was the killer. But if gonna, I, go ahead, Apes. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, it's you. okay. No, I mean I. But to me, it seemed obvious. I mean, what's the point of the module if he's not innocent? Here's the deal: if we're looking at this from a strictly mystery perspective, everything we were presented with was a clue or piece of the mystery, right? We had no false clues, right? Mm-hmm. And there weren't em- enough clues to confuse, right? It took me, I thought, too long to figure out why the geologist was talking about the Horda. And I spent a long time, or uh, the mineral that the Horda couldn't break through. And I kept, in my mind, running over that too much. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, it's obviously so they can keep the Horda somewhere, right? So there's another one, right? So I sat on that a little bit, but everything that was presented to us had an obvious, like, pathway, right? There weren't enough clues that were confusing or maybe not as important or not as integral, right, to to keep us confused. Everything had a, a puzzle piece, right? And so once you got the kind of puzzle piece space correctly, you had it, period. Right. Yeah. So, and that's fine. I mean, if it had been too much more complicated, would it have been as fun? I don't know. 
Or would we have wanted to play it for that long? I don't know that either. Yeah. I mean, when you play those mystery parties in a box where you're like, you know, the characters from the office, I don't know, like, or like you're a gunslinger and you're the town wench and you're the barkeep. And that shit is pretty simple, right? <laughs> like, yeah. it's supposed well, to be there's a couple of them that are way over complicated. Oh my God. Can we oh, play yeah. one of them? We can try <laughs> because if you could figure this, I've got one. I, I might have actually gotten rid of it because we tried playing we it. Tossed it. And we and it was so like how they possibly could have come up with this solution was bizarre. It, yeah. I well, if remember. it was illogical, I don't want to play it. But it was no, it was logical, but it was it was one of those like how the hell any any of us were supposed to figure it out. There weren't enough clues to get us there. There weren't yeah. It was I don't know, it was one that took place in Chicago in the twenties. And I Oh gosh, it. the costumes. That's that was the point. That's why I wanted to do it. <laughs> but the character names were so great. Yeah. Oh, there's also um. I'm gonna plug real quick. I know I'm digressing. Excuse me. Forgive me, everybody. I love you all. No but there's a board game that is so sexy and good. Um, it's called Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. I don't know if you guys have played that or if our listeners have played that. Um, but you can play with two people. Can you play it with one? I'm asking Engineer Eric. Can you play it with one person? Yeah, you can play it with one person. We bought it because it was a two-player game, and we like to play board games together. Um, yeah. And that game is so good if you like murder mysteries or just mysteries or Sherlock Holmes. It sets things up so well, and it's hard, and it's challenging, and it gives you too many clues. But then when you piece them all together, you're like, oh, this is obvious. It's wonderful. Nice. I love it. So awesome. that's my plug for something else. And there you go. Let's talk about Star Trek. Anyway. <laughs> I'll throw out one more idea. Let's hear it. In the module is written, the, the prosecutor is an NPC. And so even if all the PCs are, are convinced of Katz's innocence, they still have an NPC that, they, that they're up against. And they have to come up with something convincing. So what if... Um, I give the prosecutor some homework beforehand, give him the whole case and say, listen, you're going to be holding forth against all the rest of the PCs. So like, that's your job. The rest of the PCs are going to be convinced the guy's innocence. Just kind of put that out on the table right, right off the bat. That's interesting. That way, you could just like play the villain a little. That way it's not so much about like, is he innocent? Well, of course he's innocent, but more about like, how are you going to prove that he's innocent? And it's not that, that the prosecutor would be evil, but that, you know, it's just his job to be the prosecutor. Sounds really interesting. And I would love it if one of our listeners played this with their group and tried that and reported. Yeah. Because I think that would be super cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Okay, Ava, the, you were the, the homework I do. You were the prosecutor. Do you think that would have changed the your game experience? Yeah, if I because the whole time I was playing, I was trying to convince myself that he was definitely guilty because I was a prosecutor and I had to make that claim. But I like I couldn't I couldn't back it up with any of the information I was having. So I think if I had time to prepare before knowing that he was actually innocent, that I could have twisted things up a bit a bit better. For sure. Yeah, I don't think I would have told you that he was definitely innocent, but well, but I don't still. know. Just like just to hold forth and make your case as, as strongly as possible. 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and give you the info. I have a strong motive besides the fight. That's the other thing. If he had had a little bit of a stronger motive besides just getting into a fight with somebody the night before and being a surly person, yeah. I would have maybe bought it more. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's let's go ahead and rate it, shall we? Let's Is everyone do familiar it. by this point of our, with our warp factor scale? Warp factor. One through ten. Let's start with you, April. Me? Hmm. Um I think I would give this one an eight. Wow. Um I I really enjoyed it. I um I thought there was a romance. lot of uh, there was good romance in it. That's right. Um, but there was a, a, a lot of you know uh, we had to be thinking for ourselves and we had to be figuring stuff out. And it wasn't. I mean, this was kind of a linear module, but it also kind of wasn't. We could have you know skipped some stuff. Um, you know, gotten to certain areas or certain conclusions um, without having seen everything. If, you know, I don't know. I, um, I mean, we could have left this with him being guilty. You know, it, we could have, we could have handed up with that, um, uh, you know, with that in the, in the end, if we hadn't figured out the stuff, I don't know. I, I thought it was very fun and I enjoyed it a lot. Great. What do you say, Ava? I'm I'm gonna go with a six. Okay. It it wasn't my favorite episode that we played. Um, although I did have fun with it. I just I thought there were a lot of moving pieces. Um, and I think maybe in a different situation we could have played it a bit better. I just kept, uh, I had several frustrations with it that I just kept running into. And I think just the way I played it in general was a big factor in it. But overall, it was very well-rounded module. I love that we had so many interactions with the NPCs and really, you know, found out a lot of detail about it. And yeah, just overall camaraderie. Yeah. You think it would have been a better thing to play in person just all around? Definitely. definitely. A little more of a party atmosphere. For sure. Some drinks and costumes would have been nice. Oh, absolutely. Drinks and costumes Some are sandwiches. always nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what do you say, Sarah Nicole? I wish well first, I wish we had played tribbles with drinks and costumes. <laughs> yes. I think yes. that would have been a whole different thing. I really liked it. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I thought it was great i give it an eight okay. i really liked it i i we figured it out pretty early but then we had to prove it and that took a little longer and i really had fun so and a story that gets an eight from me all right um kind of like last week i'm waffling between a five and a six um I am going to give it a six. You guys have convinced me it's it's pretty good. When I think about the variety, the uh, the different scenes and the the cool stuff you can do, 
the, just the imaginativeness of it being unique as a murder mystery and not just, uh, well, it's the sort of stuff we've done before. I like that. I think it's a solid six. I like that they mapped out the whole planet and, and like, like last week's that gives it some versatility as a module, something you can come back to and you can do other um, sort of things on this planet with this module. If you had some other ideas, you could just pull out the map and you could have the, you know, the other thing I didn't mention, they also detail the different kinds of vehicles. There's a mining vehicle called the sizzle bug. And there's a, a just a, a sort of a car vehicle called the tunnel runner. Um, and that was cool. There's information on the Hordas and sort of expands the Horda lore. And uh, it's a satisfying sequel to the, to the uh, episode. So yeah, six for me. I think that for our listeners, you're going to have a fun night, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thing you're going to get in a module form to one of those boxes of murder mystery parties. So like if you're into that, like me and apes. Better yeah. Play one. It felt uh, yeah. real quick. Just just out of curiosity, what other um, episodes have you rated it as at a six? Um, the the slaver ruins. I also gave a six. Huh. Yeah. All my scores. There's very few I've given higher than a six. I guess. I, all I must. All my scores tend to be lower than everyone else's scores. He hates just because I'm Marvel. waiting. I I'm just waiting, you know, I want to give some room and not crowd all my scores around sevens and eights. So I try and uh, um, give us some lower scores. So I'm really hoping that the modules improve and improve. And that while well, I think this is a good one, so it's above average as a six, it's good work. Uh, I don't know. It, it didn't like, um, I didn't think about it that much after it was over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, There's somewhere like the the hazards of space, man. I, I just couldn't stop thinking about it all week. Um, it's just not. It's it's a good one, but it's not a must play, in my view. Man, I had so much fun though. Yeah, uh, to me this this was such a a good a good like sort of off the cuff like it's it's different from your normal RPG. You know, it's it's not it's not your hack and slash. It's you know it's. It definitely has more of that Star Trek feel to it with, you know, you're figuring stuff out. You're coming in and you're essentially policing the situation, which is what the, the you know, Starfleet does. They come in, they're, you know, they're space police in many ways, you know. How dare you? No. <laughs> I, so this is, you know, yeah. And I and I and to me it felt very true to the series, and it felt very, um, um, you know, it's it's it it just felt very much like this is exactly what um, a Starfleet ship would have come and done, and and figured this out and 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 monitored the situation, and and I feel like in gameplay. Um, it was it was creative. It allowed it allowed the the players to really have to think about things and not just be like, yeah, I'm gonna go north and see what I find. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm um, checking all the rooms. I'm yeah, checking for traps. <laughs> right. Um, and you really had to think out of the box as as a player. Um, and yeah, I just 
I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of surprised that you would rate it at the same level as some of the other ones. I well, I rated it high. I loved it. Well, it we've done now nine adventures, and this one ranks fourth. Just looking back at the the average ranks. Okay. As far as I can tell, it's the fourth best. It's just after there's Ghost of Conscience and Hazards of Space and the Drifting Ring. Okay. I, I agree with that, actually. Yeah, that sounds about right. So That's how okay. I rate them. I rated so I this one higher. Get, I just, you know. I rated this one higher because I liked Murder Mysteries genre, period. Right? I had stuff to do that was super fun, period. And I figured out the thing immediately, so I'm going to love this one forever. <laughs> Well, that's why we have multiple reviewers, so people you get different it. perspectives. That's right. And Ava hated the this one. The ladies are going to like this that's one, fine. guys. <laughs> Except Ava, well, she yeah. thought it fucking sucked. I thought it fucking <laughs> sucked. Exactly what I said. Oh, six is still good. Dear listeners, she still liked it. She gave it I above did. average. I did. I didn't but give her, her five. I didn't even consider it five. So. Good and valid. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, of course. All right. Well, let's hope our next one isn't a two or three or even a one. <laughs> yeah. That is around. you never let's, know. Let's uh let's close this up. That's our review of Witness for the Defense. We hope you like what you heard. If you did, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes because it really helps us out. We want to hear from you, so visit our great website, www.rpgpopclub.com, or email us at rpgpopclub at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought, or if there's a module you would love for us to review. What module are we doing next week, Phil? We are doing Denial of Destiny. Well, that sounds intense. Yeah. What do people say about it? Um, uh, well, let's see. I read one review, and they said it, it's in two parts, and that they liked the first part, and they never did get to the second part. But but when he read the second part, he thought it was a dud. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Are we doing both parts? We will do both parts. Um, we'll just do one review session, but I think it'll take two gameplay sessions. So before the first gameplay session, we are going to watch A Taste of Armageddon, Oh, very good. The second one, uh, we're going to watch by any other name. Ooh, Two great crazy. episodes. Cool. Well, thank yeah, you for listening, everybody. Well, hold on. We have to talk about one more thing. Uh-oh. Yes. After after this, after Denial of Destiny, we are going to be um, launching into a side campaign where we're all playing Klingons. <gasps> what? Spoiler alert. Yeah. So something for you guys to look forward to, and and just to let you know, we're going to be reading a novel before that. That's the Final Reflection by by John M. Ford, and we're doing that because that was kind of the first. Well, it was it was for the time the the major expansion to the Klingon lore, and the RPG kind of ran with that version of Klingons. And the other novels from the time ran with that too, but uh, pertinent to us. It sort of sets the stage for um, our Klingon campaign. So we're going to get into what they thought Klingons were like in the mid-80s. 
<laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the sentence you hear all the time. We're going to get into what they thought Klingons were like in the mid 80s. So yeah. Hopefully you guys are as excited about that as we are. <laughs> I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm reading the book and I like it. If you read the book with us, if you decide to do your homework as well as your listeners, um, you got to get through like the first two chapters because you're going to read the first chapter and then start the second one. And then you're going to want to email Philip a real nasty email. Yeah. <laughs> and for like the first like couple pages of that. And then he's going to email you back and be like, just stick with it. And you're going to go, okay. And then you're going to be like, oh, Philip was right. <laughs> Everyone says it's a great novel. And and I had so many false starts with this one too. Yeah, there's a prologue and there's another prologue and there's a first chapter and the second chapter. And all throughout all of those, you're like, I don't know what this book is about. I don't understand or really care about anything. But then you get to the third like full chapter and you're like, oh, I see. Okay, this is awesome. And then, so yeah, that's where a, I'm at right now. There's a full moment where you're like, what awesome let's do this yeah <laughs> i have reached that point friends and i'm excited to move on so by this point you should trust us yeah well kind of maybe not apes hey you play a rogue <laughs> and an assassin. assassin that's right <laughs> you can trust hey, me I though <laughs> i do play a doctor in this game though i know but Hmm. You might be an assassin doctor. We don't know. I don't know your alignment. <laughs> it's entirely possible. You're about to assassinate Laurent. That's true. I did no. just punch Laurent in the face. Yeah, you full on punched him in the face. <laughs> amazing, actually. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Okay. He's I, always I, stealing my ladies. <laughs> dear Lister, we, we should be closing up the podcast right now. But I think we need to point out that in this game, we finally got to some of the backstory that Laurent and Tris have from their um, past um, tours together on other ships. And apparently yes. they have a history of rivalry in the world of love, which, as you know, is one of my favorite topics in this Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see how that goes. And I thought you guys did a great job role playing that. So kudos <laughs> great thing that was very fun anyway we need to close this up so anything else philip no i'd like to thank our guests ava and of april thank you um ava do you want to plug your adorable animal instagram sure you can follow me on my animals at ava's animals that's a-v-a-h-s animals to see all the crazy creatures I work with. Love it. Adorable. Good times. Apes, do you have a, a IG there or anything you want to plug? And if not, you um, can say no. Between this and my five children and my sixth child husband, um, hey. you know, <laughs> I have no time for things like Instagram. Okay. Very good. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Do 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 do